anybody who doesn't know me, my name is Joanne. And uh, wasn't that a wonderful time in the Lord? Oh, God is, he's so good. He's so good. There's nowhere we can go that he is not. And there's nothing that can separate us from his love. And uh, we're just, we just rejoice in him. Let's just, is it okay if I pray for a moment? <laughs> Lord, we come to you in Jesus' name to thank you for this day that you have made. We thank you, Father. You said, where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. So we thank you, creator of the universe, lover of our souls, savior, king, counselor, guide, teacher, deliverer, helper. Hallelujah for being here in the midst of us to meet every need, to meet every need. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Salvation. Salvation. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. We give you thanks. You left nothing out, Lord. Nothing undone. The blood of Jesus, the, the death of Jesus, the shed blood of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus paid it all. Paid it all, and we thank you for it, Father, and we give you praise. But give glory to yourself. Bring glory to yourself, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, you're so good. He's so faithful. He excites me. He excites me. I had a little vested interest in letting the praise and worship go a little long, right? <laughs> oh, dear. But the Lord, the Lord is good. He's merciful. The Bible says his mercies are new every day. Every day. You can't ever outrun the mercy of God. There's nowhere you can go that can outrun the mercy of God. Well, I was going to show you a video. But because we're on live stream, which I didn't know when I said yes. Hi, live stream. We're so glad you're here with us. God, God is good. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. And uh, the Lord has got something for you too. The Lord's got something for us tonight. So uh, I was going to show you this video, but because we're on live stream, uh, there's a copyright thing and you, you have to be a little careful. Um, so, gee, I swing my head even when I talk. I need one of those, you know. I move my head too much. But anyway, so because I wanted to show you something, uh, everybody's got their stuff, right? Everybody's got something. Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulation. Every, so that's of no, that's no big surprise, but the Lord doesn't fall off the throne and he doesn't lose his peace, right, over those things. Because he said, be, we're in the world, right? We know we're in the world. Be of good cheer, right? He's overcome the world, right? The greater one is living in us. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. So we're good. We're good. But while we were, the last few years, we've been walking through some things. And some things were more challenging than others. And uh, I was talking to the Lord one day. Uh, and the Lord, I, I, I tell you what I saw. I don't know if you call it a vision or if it was just something that the Lord sort of revealed to my heart. And I didn't hear a voice out loud, but I certainly heard him. And I don't know how to explain that to you except to say I heard him. And I know it's him. But that's the Holy Spirit. He witnesses with our spirit, right? He quickens you. But anyway... So I, I uh, saw 
Um, like I say, I don't mean an open vision, but I saw in here. All the planets, and this is the video I was going to show you. Have you ever seen those videos where they show you the relative sizes of all the planets and the stars and everything? And they start tiny and they get bigger and bigger and you think, wow, our sun is really big. And then you go on and you see all these other suns that are out there in the galaxy and they make our sun look so puny. Have you seen it? And, uh, and it keeps moving and then uh, it expands in light years. Uh, light year is a measure of distance, not um, time. And, uh, and hundreds of thousands, and then you get out in the billions of light years. And there was a picture that um, they took with the Hubble telescope. It was in all the um, periodicals and magazines a while back of all the galaxies. Did you see that? Of all the little oval-shaped, different colored galaxies, okay? And I saw that in my heart. And I went, wow. You know, wow. And you know what the Lord said to me? And you know, all that stuff, it moves, right? We're going around, we're spinning, and then we go around the sun, and then the sun makes a, a trip around, you know. We're, everything is moving. Everything is moving, right? If you could be up in the space station and look down, they see the earth moving. But the space station is moving too. Everything is moving. And I saw all these galaxies moving. And then the Lord said to me, I am the one fixed point. Isn't that awesome? He is the one fixed point. That's why we can say, my God says, my God says, right? And mean it because he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? Forever his word is established. His word is the truth that we live by. And the truth is... The truth is true. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, he is the one fixed point. Everything else, there's without him was nothing made that was made. All that stuff that spins around, if you could see that video, right? Without him was nothing made that was made. And he is I am. And he is that sure rock. He's that immovable rock. And the one fixed point, one fixed point. And I just love that. I love that. The Lord's been growing that on the inside of me. And I, anyway, go home and watch that video and then let him speak it to you. It's amazing. So um, I wanted to talk about truth and information, facts, data, um, because they are not the same. And uh, we, we, uh, we get mo where do we get most of our information from now? in the world every day. There's my phone. And if Dana and I are talking about something and we don't agree on, well, what year was it? I don't know. I don't think that's the year. What do you do? You Google it, right? I don't think that's the lyric. I think he said love instead of blood. What do you do? You Google it, right? Now, when I was a little kid and I was in elementary school and I got a project and this is going to shock some of you babies in here, right? Shock you. Some people will know what I'm talking about. But, but if I got a project in school, I went across the road to the library. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to something called an encyclopedia. 
Is there anybody, I don't even know if I should ask, is there anybody who has used an encyclopedia? Right. Is there anybody who's confused about what an encyclopedia? I will explain. So I would go and there would have, they would have these books and they all looked the same. And they went A, B, C, all the way up. And X, Y, Z were usually together because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about in those. Right? Yeah. But, and uh, if I had a project on Canada, I would pick out the C and sit down at the tables with my pencil and my piece of paper and I would write everything that I, there, it was all there, right? Yeah. And God help you if somebody else had a project about cats because the book was gone and then you either had to come back the next day or find another book, right? Yeah. And uh, so that was the way that I did projects with encyclopedias. Now... <laughs> All you got to do is throw it up into Google, right? And you can find so much information. So uh, on August the 6th, 1991, this is a little bit dry, so bear with me, I'll go fast. There was the first website that was ever made, and that was the beginning of the internet, okay? In 1991, one website. As of January the 1st, 2020, there were... Let me get my billions straighted out, straighten out. There were 1,744,517,326 websites. That's of January, as of January the 1st. Okay? Yeah. So, information has proliferated. It's, it's just blown up. And uh, if you um, go to Google and you put something in, the average, the first page of the Google's re results come up within 2,000 milliseconds. That's how fast information gets to us, okay? Um, every day, Google processes 7 billion searches every day. And some estimates are upwards of 10 billion, all right? So, by 2025, it's estimated that 463 exabytes of data will be created each day globally. I don't know what an exabyte is, but they did give us a comparison. That's the equivalent of 212,765,957 DVDs per day. Now, there's some of you in here who don't even know what a DVD is. Bless your darling hearts. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing, right? Um, and uh, it is very tempting. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll say this. We are made in the image and likeness of God. God is a triune being. We are triune beings. We, have, we are spirit, and you all know this. We live in a body, and we have a soul. We have three bits, right? We, we touch... <laughs> We touch this earth with our body and our soul, right, is gathering information. Now, those of us who are walking with Jesus, our spirit is guiding us. We've got lots going on. But in the natural, it's our body and our soul that gathers a lot of the information for us. And it's very tempting uh, sometimes to think, wow, well, if they said that, that must be true, right? 
No, not true. Okay, no, not even close. So, for example, science. Now, I'm not knocking science, because I believe the Lord causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. And so, the things that uh, are out there for the natural world, he puts them there to help them. Because without some natural, like without a doctor, if you don't know that Jesus is your healer, you better get to a doctor, right? So the Lord causes the rain to fall in the just and the unjust. But anyway, so, so I'm not knocking science, but if uh, you were around in the time of Louis Pasteur, you know, pasteurized milk, okay? It's pasteurized because of that guy. Um, before that, <laughs> why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> so before, before him, people believed in spontaneous generation. So they believed that a grub could just like grow out of this pulpit or off a rock. Okay? Spontaneous generation. Then he came along and he dispro disproved that. Okay? Maternal impression. That was another scientific uh, truth that was out there and they said that if a woman thought a certain way when she was pregnant then her baby would be born a certain way might be born with a deformity or something like that okay and then that was disproven by genetics and a study of the human genome and all that um, Aristotle they thought he was a smart guy Aristotle studied physics Aristotelian physics were superseded by Newtonian physics. Remember Newton? Yeah. And then Newtonian physics were superseded by relativistic physics. And now we have quantum physics. So see, you cannot, you can't put your faith in what's going on in the natural uh, when it comes to information and data and stuff, okay? Um, there are two kinds of knowledge, really. There's knowledge that's natural. And there's knowledge that's spiritual. And uh, the knowledge of spiritual is truth, and it comes from God. Okay? But sense knowledge is gathered by our five physical senses. So if you get up in the night, uh, and your body and your soul are always informing you, right? You get up in the night to go, go powder your nose, and you come back to bed, and you step on a Lego <laughs> that your two-year-old left in the middle of the floor. You gain knowledge, <laughs> right? You gain knowledge really fast, okay? Yeah. Um, if you stub your toe on the way back after that, you get knowledge, okay? <laughs> I, I like E.W. Kenyon, and I read a book, Two Kinds of Knowledge, by him. And uh, he said this, and I love what he said. He said, thinking that derives its evidence from the senses in, is enmity against God. Okay? Uh, remember years ago, I don't know, now I'm really aging myself now. But when I was a baby, just a baby, I used to go to these home meetings that Brother Copeland's ministry had. He would send out these videos. I was going to bring a VHS and show some of you people because I know some of you don't even know what that is. But, but it was uh, like a movie, but it was on tape wound around two spools. Everybody knows what that is, right? And uh, so you could apply and become a home minister. I don't know. They had a name. And so a friend of ours that we've been ministering with for a while, uh, it was still a lovely Christian person back in Newfoundland. Oh, Newfoundland. 
uh, he had Brother Copeland's videotapes come in. And we went to his house, and every week or two weeks, you would get a new video. And you would gather all your friends around, and you would watch these videos, and then you would sit around, you would discuss it and whatever. Because I love Newfoundland, but back in the day, Newfoundland was a dry place spiritually. Okay? And I thank Brother Copeland, and I thank Brother Hagen, right? I mean, they saved us out of a lot of dry, okay? It was dry. So I heard Brother Copeland say on this video, he said, if you consult your emotions on how things are spiritually and what's going on spiritually, that is like the lowest rung of the ladder, right? Don't, don't. Uh, I like Pastor Gary says, don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you feel. That is true. That is true, because uh, your body and your soul inform you, and it's your spirit that you need to cultivate, because it's, your, it's out of that spirit, Holy Spirit communing with your spirit and revealing the word to you, that truth comes. I'm getting ahead of myself again. <laughs> anyway, um, E.W. Kenyon said, I love this, he said, you cannot build faith as long as sense knowledge sits upon the throne of your wisdom. <laughs> that is true. I'm going to say that again. You cannot build faith as long as sense knowledge sits upon the throne of your wisdom. Right? Okay, so we're going to turn to a scripture. I can't believe we've been all this time and haven't turned. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2.14. Woohoo! <laughs> Okay, 1 Corinthians 2.14. You all know this one. You know it. <laughs> okay, everybody there? Okay. Okay. It says, but the natural man receives not the things of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Okay? So, if you're sitting in a service and Pastor Gary throws something out there by the Spirit and you go tilt, 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 okay? Oh, no. I don't know if I believe that, Pastor Gary. Okay? Go back to this verse. The natural man receives not the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. Okay? And it, you can be natural in some things and not in other things. You're grow we're all growing. Oh, I should have told you this ahead of time. I don't know if this is the Newfoundlander in me or if it's just me. Because I was a teacher before I did anything else. But when I say you, I mean we. And I mostly mean me. <laughs> okay? So if I say you, I mean me. And us, okay? So, everybody's peace is good. Nobody's peace is disturbed yet. Good. Okay. So, <clears throat> there are a lot of verses that talk about God cannot lie. You've heard them. <coughs> the word of God is the truth. It is truth, and God cannot lie. And there's only one truth. Only one truth. So, if you go to... I'll just throw them out there. I don't want you to turn to all of them. Titus 1, 2, Numbers 23, 19, 1 Samuel 15, 29, Hebrews 
6, 17, 18, all those verses talk about God cannot lie. Okay? He cannot. It's not that he won't. It's that he cannot. Now, I'm going to use a crude example, and I don't want anybody to lose their peace, okay? Okay. I'm a white woman, okay? I cannot make myself a, an African-Canadian man. Well, okay. I know my, some. <laughs> I cannot make myself an African-Canadian person, right, woman? All that junk, okay, let's go, come back, come back. Anyway, I can't, I can't be anybody but what I am. I can't be an, an Asian woman. I can't be, uh, I can't be born in Alberta. I was born in Newfoundland, right? I can't be you. You can't be me. God cannot lie. He can't lie. It's not that he doesn't. It's that he can't. It's not in his nature. It's not in his nature. He cannot. He cannot lie, okay? He can't. Okay. So, uh, I wrote, the truth is unchanging, immovable, unyielding to the doctrines of men. Truth is absolute, and it is righteous, and just, and pure, and everlasting. Sounds like God, right? Well, it is God. It is God. It's his nature. It's him. Truth is not subject to natural law or physical evidence. You all know that verse. Um, faith is now the substance of the things that we hope for and the evidence of the things that we don't see. Pastor Shirley was believing for a car. And she put the word in, went to work with the Lord, and then eventually... Ruminating on the truth, letting the truth minister to her, calling that in, planting and watering her seed, car came. Okay? I was believing for a husband years ago. Now, I didn't pick him out, right? I didn't pick him out. <laughs> but I said, wherever he is today, Lord, help him. Just drag him to you. Just bring him to you. <laughs> Don't let him get away. Right? And there's a whole testimony there. But the Lord, he brought him. He brought him. And, I mean, how many stories can we tell of the instances where our faith was the, the substance, the, the evidence inside of the thing that we didn't yet see. But yet we knew it. We knew it. Right? When I talked to the Lord about Dana, he, he was nowhere to be found. He was out for a while living a hard life. But the angels got a hold of him because I was praying. And I said, Lord, send your angels after him. Just guard him and keep him safe, Lord. And let him worship you and, and come to you and live for you. And he did. And eventually the Lord brought him. Okay? Yeah. And so... <laughs> What's you laughing about? <laughs> now, truth is not subject to natural law. Okay, truth is not subject to natural law. And we know that. Um, there are many examples in the Bible where truth superseded natural law. The feeding of the 5,000 comes to mind, right? You got five loaves and two fish. Is that the way around? That was the right way around. And, uh, and a little boy brings his lunch, 
And one of the disciples, you know he was looking at that lunch going, uh, that's not enough to fill a tooth. I'm going to be hungry. Even if the Lord decided to bless me with his lunch, I think you should have this lunch because you've worked hard for me. It's not enough for one man. Okay. And the Lord fed 5,000 people. But that's his nature. Um, what else? Jesus walked on the water. It ought not be possible for a man to walk on the water. And then Peter got out of the boat. For a little time, he walked on the water. Okay? Uh, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Well, once you're dead, you're dead. Well, you should be dead. Not if you're in God. Not if God decides you're not dead. You're not dead. A chicken chased Brother Jesse uh, Duplantis around one time after his grandfather had cut his head off. He's only a little boy. Anybody know this story? And his grandfather said, Jesse, he's dead. And Brother Jesse was a little boy, and he's running around. He don't know he's dead. He don't know he's dead. Right? In the world, if you're dead, you're dead. Right? But when the truth gets a hold of you, if you're dead, you're just a miracle waiting to happen. Okay? <laughs> Jesus, he calmed the storm. Jesus told him, put your nets down. I'm going to give you this miraculous catch. Did they believe him? No. How do we know that? They put out a net, right? Jesus said, put the nets down. He put out one. He did it, though. I love Peter. What a bumbler. I love him. I can't wait to meet him. Oh, yeah. I look at Peter, and I think, if that guy can make it, there's hope for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus cursed the fig tree, and the tree lived, right? But my favorite story in the Bible uh, is when uh, Elijah, the Lord told him, I want you to go out and see Ahab. And when he went to see Ahab, Ahab said, you tormenting thing, you. He did. He called him. You're the tormentor of Israel. Is that the word he is? He did. You agitator, you. What do you come for? Okay, and the people had, had disregarded the truth of God and had fallen away from following his precepts and his principles and his guiding truth, okay? They were doing their own thing. And uh, so the Lord sent Elijah, and uh, the, all the prophets of Baal were there. I think there were 450 of them, and uh, there were 400 more prophets and crazy people that sat with... Jezebel at her table, and he called them all. He said, okay, come up here. Um, I believe it was Mount Carmel, wasn't it Mount Carmel? Yeah. And uh, he said, come on up here and bring two bulls, and we're going to, so they dressed the bulls, and he, and he told them, today we're going to find out who's God. Enough of this rot. Am I allowed to say crap? Well, I said it. <laughs> yeah, enough of this, right? Enough of this. <laughs> okay. And uh, he brought the two bulls, they brought them, and the prophets of Baal dressed their bull. And they brought wood and they put it on the wood, okay? And, uh, but they didn't light the wood. And then Elijah dressed the bull that would eventually go on the Lord's altar. And uh, he called to the prophets of Baal and uh, he said, we're going to call on the name of our God. You call on the name of Baal, and I'm going to call on the name of God. And we're going to see who sends fire. You already know the end of the story, right? But I love it. And so 
uh, he told them, okay, you, you, you go first. I'll, I'll let you go first. And they danced and they shouted and they jumped up and down and they turned themselves inside out and went bananas. And eventually they took to cutting on themselves. So now there's blood flowing everywhere. Okay, and these poor, bless their darling hearts and stupid heads, as Brother Hagen used to be, <laughs> like, right? And, and Elijah, he was having, you know, the Lord let him have a little bit of fun. He said, maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's gone on vacation. Shout louder. So they did. <laughs> they were at that for hours. They were wore out, wore out, Okay. Little new knees coming out there. Sorry, and uh, and they carried on until the eat until and get near the evening. Okay, and then it was coming up time for the evening sacrifice. So Elijah had his fun, and you know God had to be laughing at that spectacle. And then he he called everybody closer and he said, "Okay, now, now let's now let's have the truth. Let's see what what's really going on here." And so he dug a trench around. And so it could hold water. He dug a trench. He, put, he rebuilt the altar of the Lord, which they had totally disregarded and tore down, which was a physical manifestation of their total disregard for the truth of God. And, uh, and he rebuilt the altar. He put the wood, and he put stones all around. And then he laid the bull. They cut the bull, and he put it on the wood. And then he went... <laughs> And just so you know, there's nothing impossible for God. Just so he could show them the glory of God. That God is not subject to the natural laws of this world. Okay? Then he said, okay, go and get four large jars. Fill them right full of water and come and pour it down over all this. And they did. One great big jar. Whoosh, down. And it went down. And another one. And another one. And another one. And there was so much water that it filled up this trench that went all the way around. Right? And then he prayed. And he asked God to show the people. Right? His glory. He asked. He, he prayed. And the fire came down. And wham! Hit that thing. Burnt up the water. Burnt up the sacrifice. Burnt up the wood. Burnt up the stones. All the water was gone. Okay? God is God. That's our God. And he's not, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay? You might have a situation in your life seems impossible. Okay? And, uh, and somebody has done something or you, you need something or something's not going right or you need a new job. You need a better job. You need healing. You need something. Your car broke down, okay? And it seems like all the world has poured water. Right, there's what your sacrifice is wet. Your wood is soaking. Everything is wet. You pray. You ask God. I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's truth in here to touch every area of our life. There's nothing left out. Nothing, okay? So you pray and you ask, the, you ask the Lord. Lord, can you reveal to me your truth about blah, blah, blah? And you watch the fire of God come into your life and burn up all that crap. Oh, I said it again. Burn up all that water and all that. 
and, and just turn your life completely around. Turn your situation completely around for his glory. For his glory. Don't take any of the credit yourself because the minute you do that, then that's a whole other sermon. But okay, let him have the glory. Let him have the glory. Okay, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. That's what they said. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Lord, you are God. You are God. Lord, you are God. You are God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what I face in my life. Doesn't matter what circumstance comes my way. Doesn't matter if I fall down. Though I fall down, I shall arise. Hallelujah. I shall arise. I shall arise. Right? Yes, I shall. Yes, you shall. Yes, we shall. Okay, and what else can I say? I could go on about Daniel and Moses and Abraham and Noah and Sarah. Bless her heart. That's all I'm going to say about that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the fourth man in the furnace. Right? They weren't alone. They weren't alone. They weren't alone. They didn't get burned up. And David, and what happened with him and Goliath? I'm going to take your head this day. That's what you got to say to your mountains, right? That's what you got to say to your circumstances. I'm going to take you. The Lord inside of me has got you. I'm not falling for this. There's truth for that. There's truth for that. I'm going to find the truth for that. And I've got you, right? You feel weak. Isaiah 40, 31. Those that wait on the Lord renew their strength. Okay? They mount up with wings as eagles. They run and they're not weary and they walk and they're not faint. If you feel a little fearful, remember we touch this earth with our bodies and our emotions, right? Pastor Gary says, I play way out in right field. I'm emotional. I can't help it. I'm I'm, I'm a tender soul. But what can you do, right? Yeah. But I can let my spirit overcome. Anyway, I'm going to come back. So if you're a little bit afraid or you feel confused, you go to 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given me the spirit of fear. He's given me the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. A sound mind. I'm not getting Alzheimer's. Right? Who in here said that? Ooh. Ooh. I forgot something. Right? And along comes the devil. He comes to help you, you know, the devil. He comes to help you. He does. He's always out to help you the, lose your faith. Oh, he loves that. That's what his pastime is. He loves that. He is a liar. He is a liar. So when he comes, you do exact. Jesus said, learn of me. Take my example. What did Jesus do? He turned around and he used the word. He used the word. That's how you overcome. Right? The word of your testimony. Let the word that comes out of your mouth be everything that the Lord said. What did Jesus say? He said, I love this. I don't say anything that I don't hear the Father say. And I don't do anything that I don't see the Father do. And everything that he said is there. Okay? Now, I know Acts is still being written. But the Bible will always bear itself out. And truth is always going to be truth. So there's something in here that covers every situation. I don't have to wait for a word from nobody. No, I don't. I can be out on the back of Gambo Pond praising God because by his stripes I was healed. Right? If I'm sick, himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. Yes, he did. He bore our diseases. 
Healing is the children's bread. If I feel inferior, I am the head and I'm not the tail. And I'm above and I'm not beneath. Right? Does my boss like, I don't know if I'm going to make it at work. I find favor with God and with men. I'm the head and I'm not the tail and I'm above and not beneath. Right? Yeah. A lot of times the devil will come along, especially if you're new in the Lord or, you know, you're still learning about some things and he slaps up your past to you, right? Pastor Gary has helped us a lot with this, a lot with this. You remind him of his future. That's what he says. You, you remind him of when he reminds you. That's right. He says, <laughs> if he comes along and says, you know, you're just an old sinner. You're lucky you were saved by grace. You tell him. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and all things are become new. And I've become new, and I'm becoming new. Every area that, of my life that I receive the truth in, the Lord makes that new. He's working with me. He's always working with me. He's a chatterbox, you know. Some people say, so dry, the Lord. No, no. The Lord, the Lord speaks through his word, and the word is always speaking. Do you know why? The word is life. It's alive. You can read Shakespeare till you're blue in the face. Okay? To be or not to be. Okay? It is never going to produce anything in your life. You might be able to quote it. You might be an Oxford scholar who can stand up on a stage in front of an auditorium full of students and quote Shakespeare till you're falling down. And you're going to produce nothing. Nothing, okay? But you let one word from the Holy Spirit, one word come into your heart and, and stir up your faith and come out flying out your mouth and there's going to be change. It's alive. That's what the word does. It's alive. It can't do anything else. It has to create. It is alive. Because it's the word of God. And everywhere God goes, life springs up. He can't help himself. It's his nature. It's who he is. It's who he is. It's who he is. You need a vehicle. You need money. Whatever you need. Philippians 4.19. My God supplies all my needs through his riches and glory. And that's not just money. Okay, it's nice to have money. But that's not just money, right? His riches and glory, everything that he has, everything, truth, righteousness, deliverance, healing, favor, is yours. It's yours, right? That, you're rich. You're rich. You're rich. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working, working, we're working. Okay. Okay, let's go to John 15, verse 13 and 14. I love this. I love this. You know, when Jesus went to heaven, when he was getting ready to go to heaven, he didn't say, you know, uh, I think it's a good idea for me to go home now. I've been here long enough. And uh, I think it's a good idea for me to go. But it's all right. You won't be by yourself. I think it's a good idea to go home. That's not what he said. He said, it is imperative that I go. Imperative 
is a, is a strong word. It means it's absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary that I go away. Why? For our benefit, because he loved us. He knew he was going to send the Holy Spirit, right? And Jesus said, everybody there, John 15, 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father, all, all is all. There's nothing left out. All things that the Father has are mine. All things. Salvation is complete, you know. It's complete. God didn't leave anything out. And this is part of his great plan is to send the spirit of truth. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore, said I, he, the Holy Spirit, will take of mine and he'll show it unto you. Okay? You don't have to turn there. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 11. This is just the 9 to 11 part. 1 Corinthians 2 is wonderful. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard. What's that? That's your senses, right? The natural mind cannot receive the things of God, for they are spiritually discerned. Right? I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. It has not entered into my natural. It has not. Well, somebody looks at me and says, well, you know, I think you're going to get coronavirus. It's coming. You're going to get it. Are you sick? You might have it. No, that's just your senses. That's just your senses, okay? The natural mind doesn't understand, doesn't receive the things of God. Okay, eye is not seen, ear is not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the natural man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him, but... God has revealed them to us by his spirit. The spirit teaches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of uh, God? Not, what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of a man? Okay, men know about men and women. We know natural people. They know natural things. Even so, the things of God knows no man, but the Spirit of God knows the deep things of God. The deep things of God. The deep things of God are available to us every single day. He's a chatterbox. He loves to tell you about the deep things of God. He loves to tell you about how God puts you over and how he meets all your needs. And what the word means when it says, by his stripes you were healed. He loves to talk about the Lord. Jesus said he doesn't testify of himself. He tells you about just the things of Jesus, he, he shares those. Same as Jesus was obedient. He said, I don't, I don't bring my, I don't talk about me. I take what I see the Father do, I, I do that. And what I hear the Father say, I say that. And that's the Holy Spirit. He does that. He doesn't testify of himself. He takes the things of God. And he shows them unto us. Um, let's go to Proverbs 4, 20. The 22. There's so many good things. So hard to pick. <laughs> you there? Tell me when you're there. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those who find them in health to all their flesh. And we can go on. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life.
right? The Holy Spirit, he communes with our spirit and he confirms with our spirit. You hear the word and something goes, oh, and you're off to the races. Man, I can see that, right? That's the Holy Spirit quickening the word to you and making it life to you. Um, Jesus said, he is the way, the truth, and the life. You can't, you can't separate those, two, those three things. You can't, right? The word is life to those that find him and health to all their flesh. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. I think I'm closing. We're circling the airport. Who says that? Somebody said that. We're circling the airport. <laughs> the word, what the word says is true. But a lot of us, we struggle to grasp them. Don't forget, they're spiritually discerned. They're spiritually discerned. And the word is, it's alive. So whatever word you put in there concerning any situation, it, it propagates, it, it builds on itself. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. Now, a lot of times you hear that faith comes by hearing and hearing. And that's true. Okay, but I like to divide that down the middle. Faith comes by hearing. How do I get hearing? If I'm a natural person and, I, and I'm just looking at the natural, how do I get hearing? Hearing comes by the word of God. You keep stuffing the word in there. You keep reading the word and the word will speak to you. It'll grow in there. It produces after its kind. You know what the Lord told me the other day? It almost sounded like song lyrics. <laughs> he said, the word goes in. Faith comes up, the word comes out, and things change. The word goes in, faith comes up, the word goes out, and you change. Okay? It can't be any other way. The word does it. You just, you just keep, Brother Hagen used to say this, keep the switch of faith turned on. Okay? Don't ever turn that switch off. Receive, receive from the Lord his truth and his knowledge, his wisdom, his guidance. He is truth. He is truth. He cannot lie. And everything he said is appropriate and right on time for your life. Okay? Um, I want to just tell you one more thing. Psalm 3311 says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. And Psalm 119 119.89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Okay? The heaven and earth is going to pass away. The word will never, never pass away. The word is quick and active and powerful and alive. And it never passes away. The words that come out, come out from God. Never pass away. Forever, Oh, Lord, thy word is established. It never passes away. The Lord said, I am the one fixed point. And that's it. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. <laughs> we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Now, it's good to hear a good word, and it's good for our emotions to get stirred up. The word is here and active right now. You know you don't have to wait for a healing line to get healed. You don't have to wait for a deliverance line to get delivered. You don't. The Holy Spirit will work with you wherever you are. 
You can be down the back of Gambo Pond and there'll be nobody more saved and delivered and set free. That's in Newfoundland, okay? Nobody more saved, free, and delivered and set free than you. God is in you. The truth is in you. He's working in you. He's always active in you. The Bible said he just waits to perform his word. He's just waiting to perform his word in you. So if you need prayer, I'm here to uh, be that point of contact, whatever it is. But um, other than that, uh, I hope the Lord, Lord, just multiply your word. I believe you will. Your word is active and it's alive. Uh, multiply your word. Draw your people by, by yourself, by your spirit. Teach them the Holy Spirit. Help them, Lord. Bless us. Bless us with your, your word. Thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord. You have exalted your word above your name, and we love your name. But your word, your word stands forever, and we thank you for it, Lord. We give you praise, honor, and glory for this day. We, we just love you, Lord. We just thank you. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.